Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back to Pretty Messed Up Dancing with Myself. Holy finale, semifinals, getting into the finale. Honestly, this has been such a crazy night full of emotionals like drops me included dropping onto the walkway on the stage that you saw tonight I honestly thought we were going home and we are making it to the final four you guys and I have to say thank you so much for anybody and everyone who has voted because obviously this is the only reason why we're on the show It's not the high scores because the scores haven't been that high. We were again tonight on the bottom of the leaderboard, Cody and I, and we were already saying our goodbyes. Like actually we were in this trailer and after our dance, you know, there was a few flub ups that he never actually messed up during dress rehearsal, but he was a little upset about it. I said, you know what? We did what we could do. We have to let go and let God. That's our saying before we dance, we always say that to each other. And it's true. It's like, there's nothing that we could do. And I thought for sure. Like, I'm like, there's no way we're staying. So I was already ready for Tyra just to be like, okay, bye, you know, basically. And um, cut to, they called our name. And I actually thought we were the first couple going home. So I was like, and we did this during dress rehearsal. So like when you get called to go home, you have to exit stage right. So I was like, wait a second, is that a mistake? Like in my head, I dropped to the floor. I swore, which I shouldn't have because right before that happened during the commercial break the producer came up to me and was like cheryl don't swear cheryl i'm like why would i swear anyway like we're going home like i didn't even think of another option so i said what the and i fell and fainted i didn't faint for real but uh not like marie osmond faint when she fainted on dancing with the stars but i definitely did not see that coming at all like (laughs) at all cody's hands were all clammy i was just like great we're gonna have to say our goodbyes it's been real. It's been fun. Season 30 has been emotional, but holy 
shit, you guys. I am so excited. Season 30 has been a whirlwind of emotions. As you guys know, we've been through a heck of a journey so far from COVID to teaching somebody how to dance via Zoom and just like the after effects of um, fatigue and just trying to get it together and trying to get a breakthrough dance you know, with Cody. And I believe that he still has so much more to offer. And, you know, this is the last week. And like Tyra said tonight, like the last final I made was back in season 17 when I danced with Jack Osborne. I cannot believe it's been that long, but we're in season 30 at the moment. And honestly, this already has been such a memorable season that will go down in history for me at least. And I'm grateful for this opportunity. I mean, I feel really bad though. I must admit that Melora and Suni, they're both amazing dancers. I mean, I've always said this. I thought Melora was the best dancer as far as technique goes. And Suni is an Olympian. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know if she knows this, but she's like pushed us. Like she pushed all of us. Like we know that she, her work ethic is just not comparable to most of us, right? Like she knows what it takes. And then, you know, this is, this whole show is not just a dance competition. And I've said this before, like, it's just about truly being able to connect to the audience and just having human experiences. And I think that's something that Cody and I have had, and we didn't force it. None of this was written. None of this is fake. What you see is what you get. And wow. Yeah. But these two dances tonight, like for Cody was for me, one of my favorite dances, like I love Argentine tango and I love salsa and I really choreographed two challenging routines. And I for sure took that risk of, okay, maybe he's not going to get it all. And maybe we're going to miss a connection or two, but it was worth it. It was worth for me to push, to push him because then if we, let's say never made the final, I can actually go to sleep in peace and know that we did everything that we could do. But now I want to approach this differently because I always stress out every week. It doesn't even matter if it's week one or just the training period, or it's the week, the finale week, like no matter what, I always, my expectations, I think of myself are too high or just not realistic. So I really want the both of us for Cody and I just to get out of our heads and just to enjoy this moment because this is such a special moment. We are part of a finale of a show that's been going on for 30 seasons and that I've been a part of for 24 out of the 30. And sometimes you tend to take advantage of it and you tend to stress about stuff that you're not going to remember at the end of the day. All I remember from my last final was I wish I enjoyed it more. And I wish I enjoyed Jack's company more. I wish I wasn't so stressed out because for what, like at the end of the day, I know this sounds so cliche, but we've already won. We've been on the bottom of the leaderboard. I feel like almost every week. And so look, there has been so much growth as far as our journey goes from growing into becoming really good friends to going through ups and downs, like any other partnership goes through. And then with that, you know, being able to take the punches and being able to throw back and, you know, hopefully be able to inspire and motivate and whatever it is, you know, we just take this whole process one step at a time. And I just want our freestyle next week to represent Cody. And I want to showcase him and what he does best. And um, yeah, Anyway, you guys, I'm so grateful and I'm so sorry to the eliminated couple. I think I even hugged them and I was like, I'm so sorry. It should have been us, but you know, they seem very genuinely happy for everybody. And I think we all are, became such a close family, even with COVID, right? Like I do believe that if 
the pandemic wasn't here, we would all still, you know, we would all be hanging out. And this is a cast, a special cast, you know, that um, has really bonded throughout this process of the last 10 weeks. So the fact that this is the last week, everybody goes home next week. It's sad, you know, it's bittersweet. Like our bodies are definitely tired and worn out, but, you know, I think we've all grown to really love and respect each other. So um, anyway, that's my little summary of the semifinals. You guys, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I also know Cody's for keeping us in, like we would not be here if it wasn't for you. So keep it up. Maybe I can get another mirror ball because of the mirrors on my other two from season one or season two and three are slowly falling off. If not have all fallen off. So it'd be nice to get another one. But in the meantime, we're taking this one step at a time and um, yeah. All right, guys, let's take a break. And when you come back, I'm going to give you all the behind the scenes, juicy gossip from blood, sweat and tears coming your way very soon. See you later. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed 
changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back. All right, so let's just dive right into it. I want to tell you all the juicy gossip details that you guys never see on the show, you know, so let's just get into it. So right after, basically right after the results, right? I mean, I was literally in shock the whole time that this was happening. And yes, sad at the same time. And you just don't know how to react because you're like, you're happy you made it. But then you're also sad that you have two of the best dancers, I think of the show, quite frankly, leaving. And then you feel guilt and shame. Like I did. I mean, I went up to them right after the show. I hugged Artem and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like you guys should still be here. He's like, Oh my God, please don't be sorry. You deserve to be here. And then same with Sasha. It's just like, it's, you know, for me, I go to the pros first, because obviously we go way back and the work that we do on this show is quite a lot. And I just understand that like Sasha, for instance, you know, we had him on the show. He hasn't won yet. And I know that this is something that he really wants. And I almost want that for him, you know, obviously. And I want everyone to have their, their chance and their, their light and their time holding that mirror ball trophy. But it's like, it really, you feel all these different feelings and it's an emotional roller coaster. And I know Melora was in tears and I hugged her and she came up to me and she said, thank you so much. And she said, you know, she commented on like how beautiful the dancing was. And, um, you know, I could tell that Melora really as hard as this show is, there is this like, Oh, I wish I would have made it to the end, no matter how hard the show is. Cause you've already gone this far, you know? And then with Suni, it's like, I want to just be, I feel like I would need to mother her. Cause she reminds me a lot of myself when I was younger, um, you know, maybe similar trauma or whatever, but also living in this spotlight in like a very contained world of like gymnastics versus like same thing with me in the ballroom world and having to grow up fast, having to just already be judged at such a young age. And then going through real life, young women, you know, like that, what we go through young, just being a young woman in her, I guess in her time, 18 years old in the spotlight cannot be easy. And I just, I don't know. I just wanted to make sure she knew from me that she is beautiful and not to listen to these horrible trolls on social media. And then also just to know that, you know, like I'm all, I'm always around and I know that she's shy and I can see that. And that's who I was as well, but it's not easy. You know, like she has, she's been shoved into the spotlight in a way, wait, went straight from the Olympics to dancing with the stars. And then what, like not everyone loves her dancing or she's getting really hurt by that and those comments. And I, and I get it, you know, and I just want, I just wanted to like hold her, but I understand that it was just like, she was just really sad. It's just, it's sad. And then that you're happy. It's just like, it's exhausting. I always say I lost like five, six years of my life every season when I do this show. So I don't have that much long, longer to live, I guess, since I've done 24 of them. Just kidding. Um, so, you know, I saw the interview that Melora did on KTLA um, and I saw that she was holding back tears and how emotional she was because, you know, this is what the show is. And I think that 
look, I always jokingly say that this show is like survivor, right? But that's not what I mean. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it more like it's about how mentally strong and physically strong you are as a partnership. And it's not just as an individual. It's like, can you take a note? Can you also take critique and criticism, but constructively? And can you also not let your ego get in the way? And then can you also be real and vulnerable so that the audience at home can connect to you? There's so many factors that play um, when it comes to just being successful on a show like this. And it's not just a dance competition. If it was, it would be really easy. The formula would be, that is what it is, you know, but this is the reason why we have voting. And I think what is so emotional is you create this bond with your partner, whether you guys are best friends or not, it's irrelevant, right? But you are being vulnerable. Like these celebrities are coming on the show. They've never ballroom danced before. And we're like, Hey, nice to meet you. Let's dry hump. Like literally that's what we're doing. And it's like, we as professional dancers are so used to talking with our body language. Like that's what we do. We touch, we're very touchy feely people, especially as a ballroom dancer and it's a partnership. So it's like, that doesn't make us, I guess, feel, oh, weird. Like, oh my God, so-and-so is in love with me because they did a rumba. No, like we're like, okay, we leave it in the studio. Goodbye. Well, for the most part. Right. And then we'll see you again later, but we're very like, you basically hate say, Hey, nice to meet you let's do this. And you're either going to do it as a team and you're going to create a beautiful bond, or maybe you're not, or you're going to create a great working relationship. And I feel like that's what Melora and Artem had, but also you start to then go back in time and you're like, God, I wish I would have enjoyed my time here more because for these celebrities, they're never coming back again. Like I've done 24 seasons as pros were great. You know, it's, we're blessed to be able to say, okay, we can come back, but these celebs, as much as they want to say how hard it is, they are also, I think I, I have seen a pattern of these celebrities completely change and evolve into stronger, resilient human beings who actually end up loving dance. And yes, is it annoying that I bark at my partner every single day or does he find it annoying? Totally. Do we bicker every single day? Totally. But like it teaches you just such a life lesson, but then there's a point in this show too, where you have to let go. You just have to let go because it's out of your control. Like all you can do is focus on what you do in the dance studio and go out there and do the best performance you can. And then it's not in your control. It's like, it's a weird thing. It really is. It's a weird emotional roller coaster, And you're constantly going up and down. You're constantly in fight or flight because like, that is it. It's the adrenaline spiking down and up, up and down. Then you hit that like low, like depressed state, like every season after the show after the finale, I go through this depression for about two weeks. Like, honestly, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to eat. Like I honestly could barely put two words together because I I'm just so run down from the up and up and down, up and down constantly. So this show is such an experience of its own. I can't compare it to anything that I've ever done. So, um, but you do develop such a beautiful relationship, not only with your partners and the other people involved in the show, but also with yourself, you learn so much. And I think that's why the emotion is just so raw and real on the show. I'm not sure if you guys actually like it when the judges save the couples, but I do believe that I think it's good. And I think it's, but it's only good to a certain point. I think in the competition, like when it comes to semifinals and finals, maybe that's when the judges should like come in and like, if 
something like this happen. Like, let's say you don't think Cody's a great dancer and we get saved versus someone who I think is one of the best dancers on the show, Melora, you know, maybe it's like one of those instead of like every week having it be a judge's pick. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you know, I think as far as Cody and I go, as far as our scores go, it's pretty clear that the judges kind of like now it's like eights, nines, they're low scores. Like you want to try and aim for all tens, honestly, to be able to be somewhat like to compare to the other couples because people are throwing out tens right now. It's semifinals. And we got an eight from Derek in our salsa, which I do not believe Cody deserved an eight. That was a really hard and fast dance. And he honestly, except one little slip up, like a missing hand connection. He just kept going though, regardless. So I think an eight was kind of harsh. Um, and then Bruno came into our rehearsals this week and he wanted to see more connection and he wanted to see more hip action. And we still have yet to get a 10 from Bruno and Derek, but, um, I just feel like the judges all want to see something different. Yeah. You've got Len and Derek who are ballroom judges, but you've also got like Carrie Ann who likes to see chemistry and you've got Bruno who wants to see hip action in every dance, you know? And so it's like, that is the mix that we are dealing with. But then we also have people at home. Like when you score a couple too low, like I kind of think maybe that's what happened with Cody. You're going to get his Peloton fans angry and they're going to vote for him. Like that's the thing. It's like reverse psychology in a weird way. But I also think he's got tons of fans and I'm just grateful to the Peloton community because honestly, if we were ever in that bottom two and it was up to the judges, they would have sent us home week three. So the fact that we've never been in the bottom two, we've stayed cleared from the bottom two because of you guys. Honestly, we're here only because of you. So thank you. Okay. So I was like, after I dropped on stage, when they called our names, Cody was just laughing, like giggling, like a little girl. Cause he was just, he knew that I knew, thought we were done. He kind of thought so too. His hands were real clammy, as I mentioned before up on stage. So I was like, okay, we were just waiting for that to happen. And then he's just laughing because he also said to me, look, I know there's a lot of haters out there. I know there are haters out there that don't want us here or that don't think I'm good enough to be here in the finale, but I'm just laughing because look, this is totally out of our control. We're not like pressuring anyone to vote for us, but this community, like when you piss like a group of Peloton people, like when you piss them off and it's like, you're pissing them off because like Cody is their best friend or was, especially during the pandemic, right? Like that's like a good family friend to these hundreds and thousands of women that are probably watching this show and feel like they owe a vote or two to Cody after getting them through the pandemic, let's say. And then you get these trolls and haters saying, oh, he should have been gone a long time ago or Cody's this, Cody's that. I think it affects Cody and it affects any human being like it affects me, but I choose just not to maybe look at Instagram as much. But then I know that it may ruin his day, let's say, or the next few hours. And then when he actually can get through the competition because of his fans, that's he's laughing in a way because he's laughing at the fact that these haters are probably so angry that we're in this competition, but, um, he's so, you know, he's so grateful because he also knows that this has not been easy. And there's been times when he's just felt discouraged or felt like he wanted to give up, but never like give up. But just that feeling of like, I'm not improving or I'm not doing this right. Or I'm not getting the scores that I think I deserve. And, Look, this has been something where I've learned so much as well. Like when one is down, you have to pull the other up. And the one thing that Cody and I, I believe 
you know, that we truly have is communication. Like whenever we piss each other off, we just say it right there. We don't hold grudges and we just call each other out. And honestly, whether that you, whether we think it's going to hurt the other person's feelings is irrelevant. Like you have to let it out. And that is something that I realized I, I definitely need to do because if I don't let it out at that moment, I'm going to hold on to it and resent the person. So anyway, it's like any partnership, you know, dancing with the stars is more like an arranged marriage in a way, because you can't really pick your partner, but whoever it is, you have to fat like quickly create a bond and chemistry. And look, I think for the freestyle round, it's important that, you know, for the finale, when we do two dances, so we've got fusion, we've got cha-cha and paso to the same song. That's what fusion is. So it's like two dances that you can do to the tempo of the song in a minute and a half. And then we have our freestyle, which is, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of this. It's like, this is where you go bigger, better, amazing, and like you throw out all the stops, but the challenge is COVID at the moment still. Like there's so much I want to do, but we can't have extra dancers close to us. It's a whole thing. At the end of the day, I need to figure out, and I ha- think I have a way to create a freestyle that's never been done in 30 seasons. And that's something that Cody can finally just show his side. Like he doesn't have to try and be this macho guy, or he doesn't have to be guest on. He doesn't have to be a pasta doble dancer. He could just be Cody Rigsby. And I think that's what people really wanted him to see. I I would love to be able to see Cody just do his thing and not have any technique or rules behind it all, but just put it this way. We've got three songs we're mixing together in a minute and 45 seconds, and they're all songs that you've heard of. So, and something that Cody loves. So um, get ready. All right. As you see here, I'm taking out or not see, but here my pins are coming out of my head slowly, which means it's my time to go and start stressing out about next week. But I just want to thank you guys once again for tuning in and listening to, you know, all the behind the scenes, juicy gossip of, you know, dancing with the stars and um, yeah, make sure you vote and I'll see you on the dance floor. It's finale time. Holy crap. Send us positive vibes because we're definitely going to need them and um yeah i'll be back right here win or lose next week see you then bye follow pretty messed up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts imagine you ask two people the same seven questions i'm mini driver and this was the idea i set out to explore in my podcast mini questions this year we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions including courtney cox rob delaney liz fair and many many more join me on season three of mini questions on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts seven questions limitless answers Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. 
I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 